0: Welcome to A Lunch With Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. Today, my guest went from teaching fashion, design, illustration, and graphics, and telling all her students to use their skills and experience for their careers and professions, and decided to take her own advice and create a business based on her love of travel and art and showing their beauty. Please welcome the founder and illustrator of Jelly Press, Chelsea Preston. What's going on, Chelsea?
1: Hi, Biggie. I'm so excited to be here today.
0: I'm glad that you're with me as well today. I appreciate you taking some time to have lunch with me today. So, um, obviously, before we start, I always like to ask the question what is your go to sandwich?
1: Uh, I was listening to some of your other episodes and I was stressed about this question. <laughs> I was like, okay, I gotta have a good one. Um, I think a classic grilled cheese sandwich is my go yeah, to.
0: Yeah, that's
1: with tomato.
0: Tomato inside? Yes. Slice thin or thick slice?
1: Um, thin. Okay.
0: Uh, you can't go it has wrong with to it. be kinda... like a
1: good Irish butter on the outside, and like yes. definitely a cheddar cheese, but I like a trio of cheeses, like yeah. a melting. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Do it's... you ever do a little bit of like cream cheese and then add a bunch of other cheeses as well?
1: I did do the cream cheese because I know the grilled cheese at Disney at yep. Hollywood Studios has the cream cheese. Is it on the outside?
0: I don't know if they do it on the outside. I've never tried actually doing it with the outside. I have done it on the inside of it. because So it gets a little gooey along with the other ones. I usually will do that when I do like a five cheese grilled cheese. That's one of my Mm -hmm. cheeses is the the cream cheese. So uh, oh, I'm getting hungry now. Um, Okay, (laughs) so so let's talk a little bit about jelly press. So um, obviously I want to I know you started it in April of 2017. And like I said in the intro, you followed your own advice. Um, but I want you to be able to tell listeners a little bit, you know, because obviously I, I kind of gave an inkling, but I want you to kind of give them a little bit of an idea of what it is and then how and why you started it.
1: So Jelly Press is a paper goods. Um, I kind of branch it now into more of a lifestyle oriented product line. Um, and it really right now highlights traveling and exploring from the state of Florida and all of the amazing aspects of Florida that are not Disney. Um, So going to the Florida Springs, going to all the Florida state parks, um, going hiking, going, you know, looking for alligators, uh, going, picking for oranges. So highlighting all of those kind of traditional Florida things that I think have gotten lost like post 1970 Disney invasion. Don't get me wrong, I love Disney, obviously. they're marketing geniuses. Um, So that's kind of the gist of it. So I do like stickers and postcards and prints. And I have recently got into apparel as well. Um, My background's in merchandising and fashion, so I kind of always have this love for apparel. And I knew that was something I always wanted to get into, but Jelly Press, the brand name, didn't really lend to that. Um, So that's where I introduced the Society of Florida Explorers this year. So that's more for the apparel Kind of fun projects that I get to do on the side. It's yeah. more of a general broader title for mm-hmm. what I'm doing. So that's kind of a sub brand that I created this year. Um, so that's kind of the gist. I do mostly watercolor illustrations for the products. And I also do some digital illustrations using Adobe Illustrator uh, for more of the graphic oriented products like t-shirts. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the gist of that. Um, it got started because my master's is in fashion My bachelor's is in fine art and graphic design, and um, I went up to New York, and I did the whole fashion thing for a summer, and I hated it, and then I ended up getting back together with my husband, who I met at Flagler College, which kind of is my Florida roots. Um, Moved to Florida, and I was like, what am I going to do with fashion? Taught at a school. I was a department chair at 26 for this fashion design program. It's a college. Um, So that was stressful and um, intense. And then the school ended up closing. It was a for-profit. So There was a kind of conflict between um, the government and for-profit schools, which there's a lot of justifiable reasons. Um, So I didn't know what I was going to do. And I had the opportunity to start my own business. So I started doing it whenever I was teaching part-time. I went down to part-time and started Jelly Press. And that's when I was kind of whipping up some ideas And did like a side project for Magnolia Market, which is like Chip and Joanna Gaines, which is kind of where it all started, the energy of like, I can do this, like, I just put out this design for them, and they liked it, and it just kind of gave me that energy of like, I can really do this, this is something I have the skill for and talent, and that's kind of when I started Jelly Press. there's a lot of things. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) No, That's
0: perfectly fine. And what, and I'm going to actually hit, I'll I'll, I'll hit on a few of them because obviously I know a little bit of the history. So this, this kind of is good. You hit a whole bunch and we'll kind of, and I'll kind of like, uh, we'll take little bites of everything. So, cause obviously that was a lot of information. So the the first part was the, mag, the Magnolia part. So obviously, I think what's impressive to me about that is and how that all came about was when you did that project, at least from, you know, based on our, our pre- previous conversations and everything like that, that was something that you actually did because you were a big fan of the brand and you saw that there was a need based on what the packaging is. And based on your experience, you saw that, hey you know i i believe that if the story and obviously correct me if i'm wrong I, you know is the fact that your mom received a gift from mm-hmm. from them and when you saw the packaging the packaging was like just regular tissue paper and you were kind of based on your experience and, and knowledge you were kind of like wow I'm like i'm really surprised based on everything else that they do that they don't have mm-hmm. something a little bit more you know like a you know maybe a, like a kind of like a custom tissue paper and that kind of like almost like sparked your interest to kind of go and uh and then and I'll kind of let you fit kind of like kind of go from there you kind of just took it and went with it right and you basically uh yeah. started telling everybody and anyone who would listen from magnolia about it
1: That's pretty much exactly what happened um I think it was like a middle of the night idea that kind of popped in my head after I had that conversation with my mom about the experience that she had um and I was in the bathroom and I had this idea all genius ideas happen yeah. in the bathroom right Heck Yeah um, So, uh, yeah, I was a day I wasn't teaching. So I was at home and I saw this idea, this vision, and I wanted them to have like a wrapping paper, a tissue paper. I did a couple different illustrations. It was going to be like, um, like a French twa, but with all of their little buildings Mm -hmm. for Magnolia market. So the silos and the bakery and the garden shop and all the things that she had. And it was going to be, looked like kind of like a French twa. Um, so I did it. I put together like a proposal. I put the design in like aprons and um, kitchen towels and wrapping paper and sent this proposal to every avenue that I could possibly find, um, be it Joanna's social media or Chip's social media, yeah. all the emails I could find. And I think it only took like a couple of days, and I got an email back, and they're like, "Hey, we sent this to the um, head buyer, and she's interested." So then she reached out to me, and um, yeah, and then got to one final round round of edits with Joanna, which were just like a bunch of circles. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, they ended up paying me for it. I don't hey. know if they ever used it, but that's it was a that's, really cool. That's a win experience. right there.
0: That's a win. Yeah, and then
1: it was awesome.
0: And then the other thing that I was curious about because and I and I thought that's this is one of the things I thought was interesting. And I know you kind of what happens is a lot of times when we uh, when we live it. We don't tend to realize the amazingness of all these things. Um, and the one thing that I've already kind of realized just from our our, our small conversations and the, and the times, you have you have a very great um, understanding and concept of being able to see something that is missing or lacking and being able to provide something. And the reason I say that is because based on, and that was the one of the first things I realized when I was reading, even like in your About You page, um, the fact that you lived in New Smyrna you it's a very a bit an area that's full of art and and there's a lot of you know a kind of a lot of art and culture in that area and the fact that you noticed that there was not uh, I guess we'll say affordable fun quirky art that people would be able to enjoy based on the fact that it's such a tourist destination that people mm-hmm. can just take home and since you love traveling and that's something that you already do you realize like hey they're not they're not doing this in my backyard and that, to me, I noticed that that's kind of what you kind of were like, I'm going to bring this to my own backyard. And I believe that's kind of how I'm seeing how I kind of just kind of jelly press kind of actually even kind of has st- started, I guess, the foundation, right? It's roots yeah. of its of its, uh, of its trees were there. Um, is kind of how you started it.
1: Yeah, it's exactly what happened. Um, and that's the biggest compliment I've ever received um, <laughs> as an entrepreneur of someone noticing that because I don't even think I realized that but that's cool um yeah so we travel a lot and we go to like Scotland and England and Italy and we're going to France and every time we go I try to find a piece of artwork that's like sub-50 dollars that is either like a screen print or a digital print or something that I can hang on my wall to remember that experience by and I typically try to find like stores that are highlighting local artists and they're younger and they're the movers and the shakers of the town. And they kind of really grasp the aesthetic of and the movement that's going on in that town at the time. Um, so that's what my my home is filled with art from artists from everywhere that we've traveled. And I came home and that's when I was thinking, like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't have a job anymore. And I have a master's in fashion and fine art and graphic design. What am I going to do here? And New Smyrna, it's tiny. Um, so I realized we have a lot of art but not a lot of affordable approachable art that's like fun and lively and represents like, you know, the vibe of our town. Um, So I did the first four prints, which were the inlet Flagler Avenue, Canal Street and wildlife, which kind of encompasses all of the main wildlife of new Smyrna beach or Volusia County. Um, And I did my first art show and that's kind of it. And, was received really well and then I did St. Augustine because I went to Flagler and then I started working with Flagler College on some of the projects and just kind of kept catapulting and like I fell in love with the land like we go to the land all the time and I was like hey the land this is fun and I love this town and I love learning the history about the towns and then painting the beautiful buildings that kind of tell the story of the town, the community, and these beloved parts of the community that maybe the regular tourist might not understand or see. Yeah. Um, so it feels like a true local product. Um, but now I definitely gravitated more towards like Florida State Parks. That's become yep. a big part of Jelly Press. And that's been really exciting and has given me opportunities beyond my wildest dreams this year in working with REI. Um, so that's kind of where my mind has been blown this year and it's been the best year of my life um, after these four and a half years of doing this. So yeah, we're just going to go see what happens next. I've been working with South Carolina and North Carolina now. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, oh, well, and so a, a few things that I I absolutely love about what you what you're creating. So one is the fact that you use a mixture of I I and granted, I'm not an artist, so I, I I just appreciate it. Um, but what I do love is the fact that you provide it's kind of a mixture of everything from, you know, especially when you're doing like your buildings and stuff like that, but it's a mixture of watercolors, inks, um, which I think is great because it kind of gives it that it just has a, it's just a, a great effect and a, and a great vision on how you do it. One thing I was kind of curious about. Um, because you said that, you know, it's obviously things that you recall or you see when when, you, when you're when you doing something like that, when you're kind of doing, um, let's just say, even the parks or anything like that. Is it one of those things where you it's a mental snapshot where you're actually you, you look at it mentally and you kind of just close your eyes and put it in? Is it one of those things where you take some photos of things that represent it and then you relook at those photos? And then from there, you then kind of set the tone on of what you're painting how does it how I'm I'm very curious I'm always curious about the creative outlet of how you aspect of how you do it or is it one of those things you do a quick sketch somewhere um how does that usually go about
1: um I think it's probably a mixture of both but for the most part the illustrations that I do of the parks or cities or wherever for the most part it's a collage of pieces of where I go um so for instance let's see, Payne's Prairie. Um, It's got the bison and it's got like a bald eagle flying over and it's got some of the water. So it's kind of like my perspective from looking up from one of the lookouts by the visitor center and kind of what the whole prairie looked like. And then we did one of the trails, which was more like ground level where you would interact with the animals. So it's just kind of like a hodgepodge and i mean it's really cliche to say but it literally is just like a vision that comes in my head after the experience yeah. I'm like oh i see it like there's a bird there's a this there's a mm-hmm. this and then like i'll do a quick sketch that nobody in their right mind would be able to understand except for my brain Yeah. um and then that's it like it's some of them are trickier than others but like the deland aerial print was really quite difficult but that's pretty much, it's pretty simple. It's just like a vision pops in my head and I wish I could like explain it better, but it's just, I see it and I do it. Yeah.
0: No, that, that answers my question. So a few, <laughs> a few little things that um, there's definitely a few things that I, I definitely want to touch on with you. Um, One is the fact that, and I'm trying to like figure out. So I'll say, I'll admit, I'm guilty of this. And so are many business, other business owners that may do the same, but um, i'm not very good at putting um putting out into the universe my intentions or my goals. Uh, but mm-hmm. i i bring this up because i love and i love and I will even put underline exclamation point that you put <laughs> it you put it out there that you know that you basically said i want to be a national brand um and oh, yeah. to me i think that is like i think that's awesome because it's it's we we don't do it enough. Uh, you know, as small businesses um, to be, to think that we could be national brands. Um, And I think that obviously the hard work um, has definitely helped with that um, and at least getting you to build that and especially within the last year. So my first question is, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Like, where did that mindset come from? Um, Have you always had it? Or is it just something that you just said, I love this and I think it should be bigger than what it is. How did you come about it?
1: Um, I think it was probably a bit of, for lack of better words, a hangover from the confidence of being a teacher in a classroom of like, I am such an introverted person and being in the classroom really got me out of my shell. And so every time I went in front of the class and I was like, I'm Meryl Streep, this is my award-winning performance. I am so extroverted and I'm funny and all those things. So I think I was just like word vomit national brand and maybe i thought i wasn't going to be doing this in five years still so no one was going to actually hold me accountable to that um so i don't know what possessed me to say that because i wouldn't say i'm generally like a super confident person um but that's where this year has just been like it could actually happen and it's under it's under five years which was my goal is five years so i don't know I don't know where that really came from. I think so, I was like blacked <laughs> out and said
0: it. <laughs> hey, then everyone, you hear that? Either you know, have a have a few cocktails of liquid courage yeah. and and literally say it and put it out there because uh you we we all we all can be very successful. Um I the other thing I wanted to talk to you a little bit about was um and I just kind of wanted to get more insight and I thought maybe it would help my our listeners and and also me because I'm I obviously I I book my guests so I can learn from them. So my question is this: you ha, you're you're in over 20 retail stores in Florida, and uh, plus you're in at least I think like three at least four REI's um, stores as well. So my question to you is: how did you get into the Florida retailers? Is it something that they reached out to you, or you reached out to them? How did Tell me a little bit about tell me a little bit about that storyline of how or maybe give advice to someone who's looking to get into retailers like myself.
1: Yeah, I get that question a lot. Um, It's probably one of the most common like Instagram questions I get from Mm -hmm. other businesses. So I think the upper hand I have is my background is in merchandising. And I was a buyer right out of grad school. Um, so I kind of got to have that experience of seeing small businesses and their proposals to buyers, their line sheets. And I really understood that side of the industry. And I I got to sit in these meetings where, you know, reps were coming in and they were selling the product and they had all their numbers of like, hey, this is how, it, how well it's done in these retailers for the past, you know, X amount of years. These are our key products. It's going to sell really well for you. Just that confidence. So that really gave me the upper hand. I understood line sheets. I understood all of that component. So when I had those first like new Smyrna products, um, and social media was a huge thing. Like Instagram was really having its moment right now. It's really having a moment in a bad way. I'm having a yeah. struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the beginning it was great. And just using those hashtags. And, uh, my first retailer was posh pineapple here in new Smyrna beach on canal street. And she just like DM'd me and I had a meeting with her, but I went in with, a line sheet and you know product. And I said, this is how many I think you should sell. And that's that really gave me that upper hand. So and I taught line sheets and buying and those kind of components. So I had five years of experience teaching that to students and understanding the aesthetics of putting together what a line sheet should look like and what information a buyer is looking for um, or a retailer. So that gave me a huge upper hand. Um, So I'm I'm always an open book, like if anybody has questions about what a line sheet should look like, I'm always an open book, like email me, DM me, and I'm happy to help because that's a huge hurdle to get over. And even just, I get surprising, like DMs from people are like, how much should I sell? Like what wholesale prices should I look at? And, you know, generally speaking, it's 50% less than whatever your, you know, your retail price is. And that's a pretty standard number um, across the industry. Um, if you get into larger stores, you're looking more for, you know, like 60 to 70% profit margin. So, but like REI has been super flexible because I want to support a small business. So I still have a standard 50% markup with them. So, which is great, but yeah. And then um, the other
0: just- stores, like besides the one that was local, like the other ones that it just kind of escalate, were were you reaching out to folks or were they reaching out to you? Um, and then you kind of had an idea even, or maybe even when you were traveling uh, I'm assuming since you're kind of as you're traveling to these locations like in the land and stuff like that, so you're you're since you're in the area, you're kind of seeing, yeah. you're walking around and you're seeing these shops. And and is it mm-hmm. one of those things that when you walk into those shops, do you have? Um, I don't know. I'm just and I'm thinking more because I'm yeah. like even thinking for myself. Like, is it one of those things that I need to have something in my car like to be ready? So if I walk in and I'd be like, oh. Yeah this would be a great store to have this. And maybe even drop in, like, maybe I put like an enamel pin in my business card and be like, here, I just want to tell you my my brand. Is that something that you would do or how did you go about it?
1: Absolutely. So I have been super fortunate that 95% of the retailers I work with have found me. Um, And I'm so fortunate for that. And, but there was a period of time where, you know, I was like, okay, goal is X amount of retailers. And, I just put out the St. Augustine series and I wanted more retailers because it's such a touristy place. And, you know, I went to school there and I know all the spots. And so I did go door to door and I dropped off samples and I dropped off like a uh, profit analysis from other stores. Like, this is how many that they have sold and this is why. And this is the profits and here's your. You know, this is what money you're going to make. And, you know, I had the whole thing and I would drop them off. And surprisingly, which is a terrible thing to say, like, I didn't get many responses from that, which is crazy um, because I did provide the numbers and the justifications as to this is a great product. It'll move well for you. Um, And I was even offering, you know, hey, here's free product put on your on your floor, sell it make a hundred percent profit margin off of it because my profit margins are pretty high for paper goods and what my retail is. Um, so it's not a lot of loss to me, but if they become a reoccurring wholesale account, then that's a win. That's a win for me. So I do, I do do that sometimes even still. Um, if it's a retailer I really believe in and I love, and I'm just like, I want all the brownie points. I'll say your first order is free. Like test it out. Yeah. Um, and usually it does well. And I, that allows me also to pick the products that I think will do well, because I, nobody knows your brand better than you do um, and what your top sellers are. And even um, like the neighbors, like they asked me, what are your top selling products? And I was like, thank you. A retailer who asked me because I have all that data because obviously they are small business owners as well. And they understand that you as the maker know exactly what sells best. So right. I always appreciate when a retailer asks me that. And so I always also offer that information to a new retailer as well. It's like, hey, these are my top sellers. Or if they don't oh, if they don't order the top sellers in their first order, I'll throw them in for free, like, hey, try these out. Um, it may be a risky item for them, it might be a higher price point item. I'm just like, whatever, like, you know, try out a couple of keychains and see how they go. Um, so it kind of a little I'm bit of sure. everything.
0: No, I like yeah. it. Yeah, I like I, I like that. Um, and so one of, and so we'll kind of, I'm going to double back. I'm going to ask the question first and then we're going to, and then I'll, t- I want to double back on once again, kind of hit the hit home on the point of me telling you that, you do know how to hit a mark when you see a, a an opportunity there. Um, one of the things that I found very interesting when I when we finally met in real life, um, I met that I, I knew I, I thought it was funny that you know one of the big things that I think that, that you do so well when you're capturing all these places, um, especially since you're doing so many national, uh, you know all the like the state parks is that you know you you kind of even though you know your husband Eric was born and raised in Florida, you kind of tell him, Hey, no, we're going to go to the spring and we're going to do this. And, (laughs) and I could solely see someone who's already lived somewhere, um, being like, Oh, I already did that when I was a kid or whatever. I don't need to go there. And it's so different the perspective when you're going back. So, and, and it's amazing to me because, you know, one of the, one of the products that you've created, um, is, is, you know, and I think it's amazing because really what you're kind of creating and, and kind of almost bringing back, um, is the idea of like what you were saying for like the nineteen seventies uh, or like you know pre Disney is that you know like we do have a magical world of of mm-hmm. Florida and what like the the beauty the natural beauty of it and uh and one of the things that I think is very interesting is that you created a poster uh it's like a screen printed poster that you basically mm-hmm. can buy um, available at REI on your website and all that I think it's sold out right now but uh, uh, on your all website <laughs> um you know that basically is a poster that has over one hundred and seventy. Plus, I think, state parks, uh, which obviously then also gives you content uh, mm-hmm. to create for these state parks. Um, but what I find very interesting in this is is the fact that I know that you, you know, you, I'm assuming, and I was kind of, I'm kind of curious about how the poster came about. Was that something that you said, Hey, I want to do this? Or was it because of your, because as you were starting to do more of these, the Florida state park foundation reach out to you and you guys kind of worked together. How did that, how did that relationship come about?
1: Yeah. So, the relationship with the Florida State Park Foundation, I always wanted to be associated with some sort of 501c3 um to give back what some sort of profit from you know what I'm doing and give back to what I love. I obviously visit these parks and you know, I I'm imagine do have some sort some sort of impact on the park. So I want to give back and make it better than you know what the way I left it. So we kind of just had like this natural relationship form um in terms of the checklist that was something that i wanted because there's a lot of parks and there's a long list and most of them are in alphabetical order and so i'll be in the car and i'm like i wonder if there's just you know a park around here i'd like to visit and all of the checklists have them in alphabetical order and i was like oh like my ocd is like but what region of florida like the panhandle is seven hours away um So that's why I I wanted to do um, a checklist that was more user friendly. So it's divided into um, North, Central and South Florida. Um, So that was kind of a product that I really wanted selfishly, um, but it also allowed me to do a little bit of research about each park as I was adding it to the checklist. Because there are a lot, there's technically I think they say 175 state parks but some of the parks are it's literally like a playground that the state has taken over in terms of like, like mm-hmm. taking care of it. Yeah. So I was like, eh, that doesn't really count. That's not something that I want to go to. Um. So I kind of fine tuned the list a bit more into like places that you would really want to go. Yeah. Um. So that's how the checklist um started. And I thought it would be a great product for REI for Christmas. I was like, that's what I would want for Christmas. Like, now I've really built up this consumer who loves the state parks, who loves hiking, who loves exploring. I was like, this demographic needs this and their life. Um, and it was a crazy seller. I sold 300 in like two months. And so that's, I'm sold out now. And I'm collaborating with Mama Sauce, which is a screen printer yeah. in Orlando. Um, yeah. Love them. Um, so yeah, unfortunately I can't get any more until January, but um, it's been a great product. It's been a great product for REI. Um, the hard thing is like keeping it gender neutral, uh, yeah. because I want to attract like the, both the male and female customer as well. Wow. And it's been really refreshing. Cause I keep that in my mind all the time of like, be gender neutral. Like you're an REI customer, like this REI customer, I want it to attract both male and female. And it's been satisfying because like, I think I have created like, no, it's great. That is gender neutral mm-hmm. and that's really hard, yeah. uh, especially in a female brain. Um, cause you know, females are the, for the most part, you know, going to be your number one consumer and they're yeah. going to buy a lot of it, even just for their husbands or a male in their life. So that's a pressure when getting into apparel and really wanting to have a broader consumer base. So that well, was make, like that makes a sense. whole journey, a yeah. whole journey for you.
0: And then did you use the, you, I'm assuming you used now, if I, if I remember correctly, you basically, the, the poster did, and I was kind of, this is one of the things I was curious about was, did the poster come first or did you go and start? Cause you already were doing stickers and prints mm-hmm. for a lot of these parks. So it was like the poster kind of like, this is my checklist. And then from that checklist, you then started doing, creating, creating art for it, or was it art? And then the checklist, then the poster, the, the checklist came
1: art and then checklist. Okay. Okay. I get a lot of questions, a lot of requests for, "Hey, will you do the state park? Hey, will you do that? The state park." This was kind of my way of visually putting something out and being like, "There's a lot of parks." Like, I will. I'm trying to get around as many as possible. I'm getting there, and so I needed like that visual to put out there, and that that's been so awesome for everyone to respond and be like, "I had no idea there were that many parks." I'm like, "Yes." There's only so much gas in the world, and I put miles on my car. I'll get there
0: how many just, and I'll ask this and then my, I'm going to have one other question. I have a few other ones, but, um, how many have you done art for that's on that checklist? Like out of the 170, how many of you, uh, have you even, you're not even at the tip, a tip of the iceberg, right? You're kind of, you, you're still plucking away at this.
1: I think I've done probably seven, six or seven of the state parks. And there's a lot more. to go.
0: Yeah, for sure. That makes that so yeah, you're you're just and that's the beauty of it because that gives you content to create uh and, and product to create, which is amazing. Um, and then one little thing, one little tidbit that I thought was very interesting based on your REI is the fact that usually when you deal with like large corporations, you deal with large, like you know, massive dealing with the main um, I guess main headquarters. But the beauty mm-hmm. of these REIs um is that they very their all their buying is pretty much or their purchasing is really done very local, um, mm-hmm. local sense. So that's provided yeah. you a lot of opportunity. Um, and I'm assuming the based on that success, is what's kind of led you to have some in South Carolina and North Carolina as well.
1: Exactly. So I work with a manager from each store. And so that also allows me to understand that area and what that customer wants. So like Gainesville, my husband went to UF law school, but I didn't really know the area super well in terms of like the, like natural things and what that kind of demographic wanted. I knew what UF kids liked and what he liked, but you know, I didn't know anything about Payne's Prairie or all the Springs in the area. So talking to them gives me kind of that upper hand of like, these are the top parks that people go to. This is what our customer wants. So it's a great source of information for me um to kind of work off of for creating product so and i tend to give them priority in my life because they're amazing and the teams are amazing and they've given me this amazing opportunity so pretty much if they ever say we want this i'm like i'll get it done in a week so that's kind of i think how the south carolina north carolina thing happened was because i'll produce it pretty quickly. Um, because I I know, again, like that with that buyer experience, like this is the hole that they have in their, you know, on their floor. So they want that product pretty quickly. So, and it seems to be working out. So.
0: That's great. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to touch back back to the point of the idea that I mentioned, how you are very good at seeing An idea come about and or seeing a need for something. So one of the things that I've kind of noticed and I think you alluded to it earlier when you said that you're starting to get more into the apparel aspect of it was the fact that I think you noticed and I had read somewhere that you had seen and and I don't know if you have even had conversations with the Florida State Park Foundations or whatnot, but the fact that there isn't really something having to do like apparel or merchandising aspect of those parks. Um, and so that's kind of, I think what kind of led you to go, Hey, I'm going to make my own due to the fact that I'm already doing all these parks. I'm going to, so then that's what kind of led you to build the, or create your society of Florida explorers. Um, and so I think that's amazing to me that you, that, that's kind of how your thought process went. And then at the same time, you're also like, Oh, well I'll do this. And then some of my, I'll actually donate back, Kind of the same way, you know, kind of like I'll donate back to, to those resources for what they're creating, but I'll be able to actually do that. So I, once again, I kind of want to commend you on the fact that you are very good at seeing what you're actually, you know, what, what there's a need of, but at the same time, it's within, it's, it's in the same, we'll say in the same playground or the same state park that you're playing in, uh, you know, for you to be able to see, which I think is amazing. Um, what is that kind of, and then obviously now with apparel, you're now dealing with the funness of apparel. Cause I see you have Ugh. quite a bit of different things. Um, you know, a lot of different products, um, a lot of different lines of different, uh, with different designs, but different, also different garments. Um, how mm-hmm. difficult has that transition been for you? Because it's definitely a different animal compared to what, you know, prints and stickers and, and paper yeah. product is.
1: Yeah. That's a quick turnaround for prints and postcards. The printers literally at the other end of Canal Street from my office. So I'm like, hey, Stacy, I need 20 of these. Can you run those off for me? Like it's a quick turnaround and um, like no minimums, which is lovely. So getting into the t-shirt world and apparel, that's definitely um, a hard pill to swallow in terms of minimums. And there's been such a shortage of t-shirts, like blank shirts, which has been just a nightmare. Um, so I do use like a direct-to-garment digital printer as well as screen printing. Um, so the digital printing is obviously a little bit quicker to come back in terms of turnaround and screen printing takes a little bit longer. But I would say the size and the size run issue right now of like, you can get a small and you can get a large, you can't get a medium, I'm like, but medium is what I need. So that's hard when you are working with larger retailers who want a full size run and you're like, well, I can only give you (laughs) a couple of these. Um, so that's something that is obviously affecting everyone globally. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's I'm just used to that quick turnaround. So it is, you know, I get a design, I'm like, I want to see this on a t-shirt now. And so just waiting, you know, those couple months to have that turnaround is you know, is a new experience. Um, but it's fun and it's exciting, but I really hope the t shirts demand the availability uh changes in 2022. That would be lovely.
0: I would uh, I would appreciate it very much. Um, <laughs> especially since that's all I'm surrounded by. Um Yeah,
1: that's gotta be super hard for you. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's definitely been interesting uh printing shirts the last uh, the last quarter. What yeah, advice
1: the, the price well, is going up too? That's fun.
0: Correct. Yeah. Everything's going up. It's, it's just becoming harder. It's definitely making things a little bit more difficult for all of us. You got to definitely get creative on these things. Um, what advice would you give someone possibly either starting out or maybe having, you know, kind of like, I know you had a lot of uh, aha moments. What, what advice would you give someone who, who wants to start something and then maybe, maybe kind of is on the fence on it?
1: I just say do it. Um, I mean, you only live once and what like, it's a regret that you may have. I know in some ways it's a financial burden. Obviously, I was really lucky that paper is pretty cheap and stickers are pretty cheap. Um, so it was a really low risk financially for me to start Jelly Press. And I've not had to take out any sort of loans or anything for capital, which has been amazing. And I do have a supportive family unit that allows me the flexibility and gave me the opportunity Financially, to kind of step back and let this thing grow, that's probably the hardest part. Um, If you're single and you don't have another source of income, that is very stressful and that's scary. Um, So my first piece of advice, if you are in that situation, is to try to have some sort of income. So do a part-time job or something like that and start this on the side because it's a lot of people are like, I hate my job and I have a full-time job and I just want to quit and do my own thing. That sounds great, um, but that's really scary in terms of like being a human and, and living. Um, so get a part-time job, do something that's easy, have a little bit of cash that's coming in to support you and to also support your new endeavor and just you know get started. And then I'm a big goal setter, obviously. Like I really like having goals and I love being held accountable to deadlines. I love deadlines, which is the weirdest thing coming from an artist. Like, oh, like give me a deadline tomorrow and I'll meet it. Like, I love it. I love the stress. I love the anxiety. Like that makes me so excited. That motivates me. Um, So do set up like your first art show or your first event and find a market and say, all right, I've got two months. I signed up for this market and I'm going to do it. That holds you accountable to it and you have a deadline. And so that gives you some time to do it and create business cards, create products, figure things out, talk to other small businesses, see what things that they, you may need in terms of for your setup, but just sign up for a market and do it. Like, yeah. and the experience that you'll have after your first market is going to be amazing. Like people are going to be so excited to see your product. They're going to be so excited to meet you. They're going to be excited that you're doing this and, I I did this recently with my sister she's a fine artist and she's kind of in that same situation where she wants to quit her job and she wants you know to be full-time artist so I was like all right sign up for the art festival in Kentucky and I'm going to come up with my tent and we're going to do it and she was scared and I was like sign up she got accepted and we went and the first day I mean she's glowing like people are coming in just like I love your art it's beautiful and she had an amazing show like I think people are so afraid of that failure but Probably not like that first show is going to be great and you're going to feel so good about it. And, um, I just hope, I wish everybody would take, who wants to be an entrepreneur because that's, that's a disease that I don't know if I would bless upon many people or (laughs) it's a curse. Um, you know, I don't want you to live with regret and just sign up for that market and give it a try. Markets are pretty cheap to be a part of, you know, it's pretty low base to get into. So, you know, spend the 50 bucks, do it create some product and see how it goes. Like what's the worst that's going to happen? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they don't like it. And then you're like, okay, well, I have a couple hundred bucks invested in it and this isn't the right thing. Uh, but more likely than not, they're going to love it.
0: And at the same time, I like, and I even think I, I mentioned this to you before because we both did a market recently and I, uh, I've i been doing this for a while and even doing it for a while, it's one of those things where I, you know, and I I love my product obviously, but um, I also look at it as this is all, you know, I, I've said it numerous times and I keep repeating it so I could tell myself, like sometimes a customer needs to see a product five or seven times um, mm-hmm. to actually buy it. And so sometimes, um, especially if your product's very different, um, sometimes you just need them to at least initially see it. And so you use that opportunity as a marketing aspect of it where you're like, hey. I didn't sell as much as I thought, but I got a lot of eyes on me and a lot of people yeah. got to see me and a lot of people now are following me. I always get a huge influx of followers on social media, um, yeah. you know, because it based on having that conversation, uh, and having that dialogue and them seeing you and kind of going that Absolutely. route and then later on it builds as product. So, um, definitely an opportunity, always an opportunity, always take it as an opportunity, um, whether it's good or bad, always take the opportunity to, to do it. Um, So, so I definitely my
1: first show was a nightmare. Like, really, I have postcards and prints, I didn't have stickers at the time. And I was at Outriggers on the water here in New Smyrna Beach, it was like hurricane force winds. I have paper, yeah, and the paper is flying like, everything is flying. I didn't have like a real tent, I didn't have sides, I had nothing thinking about wind. I am literally in the corner, like rocking back and forth, wanting to just go home and I have all my girlfriends there like, no, we're gonna fix this and we're like strapping things down with like duct tape and zip lines. And that's why I like to be inside at the land any market oh, because yeah. wind wind and rain are a nightmare for all
0: paper, paper. <laughs> yeah yeah it
1: is, so yeah. but I got my first wholesale account out of that, and I got social media followers, and it was a nightmare. It- see? So even yeah. a
0: nightmare, even in a nightmare situation still can be good. Um, yeah. I love it. Um, my last question before I kind of let, let you tell folks how they can find you. Um, someone asked me this, um, one of my, one of our listeners asked me this question and I, I, I lo- I kind of liked it cause I was kind of curious and see what other businesses thought about this. Um, I was asked the question, how much luck do you feel is needed to be successful?
1: mm ten percent okay ten percent luck. I think it's a lot of hard it's a hard work. It yeah. is hard, hard work. I work all the time. I work when I'm sleeping, I work when I'm awake. um I love what I do i'm it's work ethic, it's confidence, it's intelligence, it's creating a great product, quality control, and then I'd say ten percent luck. I mean yeah. I definitely have had a lot of lucky moments, but I think it's also because I have a great product. So it's just like everything has to align to get that luck, but I, def- I-, I definitely think there's a little bit in there.
0: I definitely think you luck happens, but I think luck happens because of the fact of all that you build up to that luck. So in, at the end of the day, is it really yeah. luck? So that 10% sounds about right, at least to me, because yeah, I feel like by the time you get to that point where that tipping point where things start kind of falling in the domino effect and falling in your direction. Um, I think it's because you've already created all these opportunities. And I think what tends to happen is we sometimes, I mean, this is in, in an in everyday life journey. Uh, and I keep telling myself this, especially, you know, when we go to the new year and, and things like that is like, I always like think back to myself, I'm like, I, you know, keep, keep a, keep an idea of all the different things because by the time you're done, um, you know, even a good example running a marathon, by the time you run and finish that finish line and you turn back, you, you know, you have all those steps that you did behind you to get mm-hmm. you to that point where you're at that got you to that point. Um, yeah. You know, and some of them were maybe falls and some of those were maybe possibly, you know, you got a burst of energy and you just kind of, you know, had your best, your best time, but it it all kind of adds up. So, I mean, it's yeah. definitely, I definitely agree with that. I think it's, you know, obviously, I, I think your, your hard work builds the luck um, opportunity, but I, I definitely thought it was an interesting question because I do think you get lucky breaks, but I think you get lucky breaks because you've built yourself to get to that point to, to get, yeah. to, to earn those lucky breaks. Um,
1: like the, the REI thing. So yeah. um, Gainesville REI was the first one to reach out to me. And so I went and met with them and Gainesville and um, Wendy, who's one of the managers over there. She's like, do you know how we found you? And I was like, I actually don't. And um, I had no idea. And she said one of the girls who worked for her, she was on Etsy and like she lived in, she was from Winter Park and saw my Winter Park print on Etsy and then saw my other products. And she was like, hey, let's reach out to her and see if she wants to sell product. And, you know, they emailed several other brands that didn't email her back. That blows my mind. Really? So, yeah, yeah. Like, check your email, people. Like, yeah. there, are, there's opportunity knocking on your door. <laughs> uh, so, I, I mean, that was that was pretty lucky. I mean, that's unusual, you know, circumstances for it to lead to uh, REI. But it's been absolutely life-changing. This is the first year I've ever had actual profits, like, in, in the positive. My accountant yeah. just emailed me today, and she's like, good job, Chelsea. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this it's is enough. so exciting <laughs> he's like but well, now good. you have to pay taxes on that I was like no never mind I don't want to It's this like it's not good but think uh- no that, that's
0: great. And I'm very happy for your success. I think it's it's very well merited. I think you're doing it, you're killing it. And uh, I absolutely love seeing all the all the different um things that you create and do. And I love seeing your successes on social media as well. Um, speaking of social media, where can people find you um and at the same time do some shopping and also follow you on social media?
1: Um, so you can find everything that I have at my website, which is jellypressfl.com um and then you can find me on Instagram and Facebook they're kind of one and the same in terms of content um I think it's just jelly press on um Instagram and maybe jelly press Florida on Facebook I can't really remember but if you had jelly press you'll find me um yeah so I'm pretty active on Instagram and I like to document like traveling through Florida and where I'm going and um hopefully there's more of that in 2022 because I haven't I haven't been anywhere in a while since the Christmas but I'm excited to get back out and get my kayak and explore some more
0: of florida i mean that's one of the beauties of also even during a pandemic you still pan the pandemic can't stop a state park so you can definitely spend some time quality time in nature so that's always a good thing but i yeah, also but like everybody other,
1: else found the park yeah that's the problem. that
0: was the problem no i totally agree yeah. with that i i know i did more of my fair share of, uh, more hikes and things like that, that I would usually yeah. do because of that. So I totally get that. Um, thank you so much for being on the show, Chelsea. I really appreciate it. Um, it's, uh, I appreciate that very much. That's our show for today. Thank you so much to Chelsea, Chelsea Preston of jelly press for being on the show with us and having lunch with me. Definitely make sure to check, um, check her out. If you're anywhere in Florida, definitely. If you're, if you do go anywhere in Florida, Heck, I would recommend going on, if you don't find any good art, definitely go on Jelly Press FL and maybe buy art and print art because it's beautiful stuff. Um, You definitely want to have it in your house. Um, If you enjoyed the show, definitely make sure to subscribe, tell your friends, spread it like PB&J. And of course, if you want to support me, check out my brand, Deli Fresh Threads, do some shopping and maybe tell your friends there as well. And if not, maybe send me a self, a sandwich selfie. I'll take those as well. Um, thank you so much until next time, keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion. Thanks everyone.